Welcome to this, the 14th episode of Who Needs School? Today we talked to Lauren Mandel, a senior at San Ignatius College Prep in San Francisco. And this is something that I have been wanting to do and hope I can do a lot more of, and that's to interview uh, students and to get their perspective. Now, Lauren's the editor-in-chief of the school's newspaper. It's called Inside SI, and she'll refer to that during the episode. And in many respects, Lauren is a student who excels in the system. She's an outstanding student. Uh, she's deeply engaged in activities outside of the classroom. She offers some great insights into some of the important things in her educational journey, working with others, passion, uh, wellness, importance of wellness, importance of lifelong learning. And she'll refer to something in the latter end of the uh, episode called the examine. And it's a moment that our students will take to uh, collectively review their day, uh, to examine it in a prayerful sense. And so she speaks to that a little bit. Enjoy. Well, a warm welcome to Lauren Mandel to Who Needs School. Lauren, if you wouldn't mind, um, tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you now in your educational journey? Where have you, and where have you been? And, and more importantly, what has that educational experience been like? Well, I am currently a senior at SI, and I am going through the entire college app experience and actually next Monday I have to submit all of my early action applications. So that is a bit stressful <laughs> um, and let's just say I am looking forward to Christmas break, that is for sure. But I guess if I'm starting with just like my educational journey, we can start with pre-K if we want to go back that far and I don't remember much about that. I mean, my mom has some stories about it, of course, and like the main things, I guess, from preschool were like the birthday parties. That's all I got from preschool, I feel. And then K through sixth grade, I was at St. Cecilia's Elementary School. And then I kind of feel like learning was just the normal thing to do. Like I went to school because everyone else went to school and I was just expected to learn and that's all it was about. So K through six, that was kind of my mindset. But then I feel like seventh and eighth grade was when I guess I had like an end goal of what I should, like what learning was and that's to get to high school. So the end goal of seventh to eighth grade was getting to high school. And that was taking the HSPT. And that was a lot because I'm not a great test taker. And I had to study for that, spend like money on tutors to figure all of this new stuff out. And half of it, like I feel like I didn't even learn in school. But I took the HSPT and I applied only to two high schools, actually, only SH and SI, and I felt like I was kind of always geared towards SI because my two brothers went there, Cormac and Ryan. Um, both of them, one of them's graduated from college and the other one is still in college. So whenever I got accepted into both of those, I kind of just knew that I was going to go to SI. 
And so I went. <laughs> I kind of left behind all of those people in my elementary school that I had known for what, like nine years. And I was kind of put into this area that was so new with all of these new people. Like a thousand people in a school was crazy <laughs> for me. Coming from like maybe 300 into all of these different people, especially when you're a freshman and you see all these seniors. But it was a little easier since I had my brother there. And I feel like his friends kind of treated me like their little sister. And I was just kind of there with all the rest of the freshmen, everyone in the same boat. But I don't think that's stressed enough that everyone is in the same boat because kids don't realize that. We just see these movies and think, oh God, this is what high school is going to be. People are going to be shoved in lockers or like into bins. And that's what I thought for like most of my life going, and especially in seventh and eighth grade. But when I got there, it was just so different. It was actually really, I guess, welcoming, especially at SI with just like wildcat welcoming club. That's one of the clubs there where they take around students on tours and like everyone, I don't know, it's just a good community atmosphere, I guess you could say. But um, so you freshman went, year. You, you, you fit. You, uh, Lauren, just to, uh, you, uh, uh -huh. you did seventh and eighth grade at St. Cecilia's, correct? Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and your dad went to SI as well, I believe. Peter he did, class of yeah. 80, correct? Right. Yep. So did you, as you went through that process, and then be curious about what the highlights have been in, at, in high school for you so far, but when you went through that process as an eighth grader, did you feel like it was your decision to make? Like, I mean, or did you feel like this kind of already made because you had family members go there or... You know, did you have a pro-con list as you were going about that decision? That's a good point to bring up. Actually, I do feel like it was slightly already made because they knew that they were like, okay, she has a pretty good chance of going, getting into these two schools based on my grades and based on the score of I got on the HSPT and just like, Ryan and Cormac went there and it was just kind of expected of me to go there. And I kind of always had that feeling too, that it wasn't completely my choice, but I was kind of fine with that in a way because I felt yeah. that be a good fit. I don't know. I've, yeah. And I feel like at that age, you're kind of like, all right, we'll just go along with it. As long as I got into a high school, I was content with that. Um, yeah. but I'll, Hey, and let's, and, and let's, and, you know, to, I think be, be candid and honest. You've been, you're an academic rock star, you know, you're things you're, <laughs> you're, you do very well in school, right? You've got, you're taking four APs, you've got a, you know, 3.9 GPA unweighted, and, um, you're going to have a lot of doors, uh, open for you in that next chapter. You just don't know what it is yet. That's the, that's the anxiety, yeah. but you will go to college. We just, it's the, the curiosity and the mystery of exactly where that's going to be over these next months as we figure that out. Yeah. And I think. So I'm, here's, what I'm, here, here's what I'm curious about. What, as you look back on your three and a half years of high school, which has obviously had a major interruption in terms of what we would consider a normal high school career with COVID and having to take remote classes and all that. But what, 
what do you think are the things that will stick with you in terms of your educational experience and why? I guess probably one of the main things would kind of be how to work with other people, to be honest. We talk about working with others, right? How did that, how did you learn that? Like, did you, have, was there well, a particular mostly, class or, or every class? Like, where did, where did that become part of the experience? I think you're kind of just thrown into it in every single class because there's always going to be some group projects or you have to kind of learn how to learn off of others as well because sometimes you don't understand something in the class and that means you have to find someone who does and of course there's the teacher but then sometimes I feel like when you work with a peer there's some it's more of a basic understanding of what you're doing so that's when you kind of learn how to bounce ideas off of each other and then there's always like group projects where you figure out okay, who's going to do what? And it's true. There's some people that don't do something and then others who do all of it. And so you kind of have to balance in between and figure out, okay, how can I either be the leader in this group or be one of the followers, but that does their own part, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah, it makes total sense. Absolutely. I guess another thing, I've always really loved English and that's a reason I'm on the newspaper as well. But it started freshman year, just getting like super passionate about something in high school. That's kind of what I found has carried me through it all. And that has been English. I've just loved all of my teachers. And I've found a group of people in each of my English classes that kind of share that same passion. And so taking that like into the real world, I guess it would just be you need a passion to kind of pull you through life in a way, something that you really love. I don't know. It just makes you feel kind of complete in a way, I guess, gives you some guidance. And where, where do you, where do you think that comes from? That, that passion is it, was it something innate? Was it, was there some people along the way that kind of sparked that, that passion for you? Oh, I would 100% say it would be my teachers. I had Miss Denning. Actually, she's she left, but um, Miss Denning was my freshman year English teacher. And the main thing was how in love with, the, with English she was. So even though we could be talking about something super boring or like maybe reading Shakespeare, which half of it most students don't understand, she made it so that we would fall in love with it too. And then it just kept going with my English teachers, like Mr. Divine loved what he was doing. He would extract like all of these different things from a story. And I was like, how does this man do this? And I was like, I want to be like that. And then even not English, like not in an English class, um, it was chemistry with Miss McGovern. She loved teaching and you could tell and I guess that was like one of the main things that made me passionate about something was whenever the teacher really loved it. Cause I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. maybe I should really love this too in a way. So yeah, it's like fire, right? When, when there's a fire, you take a stick, you know, like that stick, that fire still, still goes right. And if that teacher mm -hmm. has that fire and that passion, it can be passed on to, 
students without diminishing that fire, right? Exactly. So you're involved with the student newspaper inside SI, and is that a major commitment for you? Um, I would. I was actually a managing editor last year, and that was a big commitment because you had to deal with these small teams and like nitpicking and trying to get all of these writers to get their articles in. And then this year, I'm the editor in chief, so that's like leading. I guess you would say leading more people, but not as closely, if that makes sense. Yeah, not because as you have your, Yeah. Not yeah. as nitpicky, exactly. But um, yeah. I would say close. It's basically at the beginning of an issue, it's hectic. And at the end of the issue, it's hectic. In between, we leave that to the managing editors, which I had to do last year. I know. Credits to them. But... Um, <laughs> Would you say that this you're learning a lot by you know doing this because this is not it's not part of you know that you see requirements on your transcript right but it's it's nice to have but it's not a requirement to graduate and yet you're spending a lot of time doing it do you do you find it to be rewarding and are you learning stuff and if so what are you oh, learning It's absolutely rewarding seeing like the finished newspaper and then you just see your name like even though what it's like. 12 point font, but you still see it. And it's like, I helped to make this thing. And I guess one of the main things I'm learning is confidence and leadership, because I get my confidence from the leadership, I guess you would say, I have to lead or talk to all of a whole room of students. That was like my first meeting. I was the one leading it. And I was nervous, I will admit before, even though I had to say maybe like three sentences. But just being able to stand in front of all of those people and tell them your ideas and I guess I wouldn't say command them, but just guide them in a way. I don't know. I thought that was really cool. So I guess the main thing I learned is leadership, also working with the team, I guess bringing up the topic of working with others again, because you kind of have to, you have to bring in the voices of everyone in the newspaper. It's not just, okay, SI, let's just focus on SI. You have to go outside of SI, focus on the sports. Um, We even have a humor section. So it's just, I guess I'm trying to get the accumulation of all voices of SI. And And that's, yeah. And, and therein lies some, some excellence, right? As we study um, education as administrators, we look to what do graduates do when they're done, after, aside from going to college. And there are very few jobs out there where people work by themselves. You know, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff that gets that's in terms of innovation or in terms of business is done in collaboration with a team or leading a team. And that's it, we want that to be part of the educational experience, so that our graduates are are prepared to lead, because that's such an important, you know, important part of what happens after. So, is there a particular uh, class over the you know, your three and a half years so far that really sticks out? Now you talked about your English teachers, but maybe in in the realm of science or math or, or language, was there a particular uh, unit or um, project or maybe class in general that when you're you're 50 years old you'll look back on and 
remember, really remember that as being a formative part of your SI education? I guess, actually, I think it's bio because especially this year, even in the smallest little unit about learning where life comes from and everything, it opens up your perspective a lot because you think, okay, um, everyone's different. Like we all look different. There's all of these organisms that are super different, but then they tell you we all descend from one common ancestor and you're like, what is going on? How is everyone kind of related in some way? So Lauren, where, where does life come from? Good question, Mr. Moore. That is one I cannot answer. All right. <laughs> I spend my that... entire life trying to answer, but I'm thinking a single-celled organism is what um, Miss Sharok <laughs> Chen is telling us. So I will go with right. that. <laughs> and a, and some some spark along the way, right? Some spark, right? That got things yeah. going. Let me ask you yeah. this now. This is the tougher question <laughs> than that. <laughs> you've been um, you've been a, a model student in some respects, and I and I know I'm, I'm sure you've, there've been challenges and, and ups and downs in your educational careers, or is, there, is for all of us. But you've stepped up to meet those those challenges by all appearances. So you've kicked the ball through the goalposts that we've laid out for you. But if you were to design an educational experience. What would you do? Like you're a student now, knowing what you know and doing what you do as a student. What would you really wish school was like if huh. you were to design it? Um, I guess, should I focus on like my ideal class, let's say? Well, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you that question? One of the first things is the whole idea of participation. Because even though I'm decent at learning things on my own and figuring out the homework in the class like you can all do all of this stuff but then there's that whole idea of a participation grade I guess you could say and in some classes I'm more nervous than in others to participate in and I'm just focusing on this because it's something that I've experienced all throughout high school like trying to participate and just being active in a class And one of the main things I would suggest would be to let the students know what's going to happen. Because I feel like when a student knows what's going to happen in the class, even if that's just like writing a schedule on the board, it kind of eases that anxiety and you know what you're in for in a way, I guess you could say. Because when I don't know what's going to happen next, that brings me some anxiety. And I feel like that's for most people. When you know what's happening, you can better prepare and you kind of think more. You're able to take a breath and then participate more and just say what you need to say because you know what they want you to say in a way. Does that, yeah. that doesn't and really, the, I don't know. And that's that a very important element of, of learning and critical thinking is having some context and knowing what's coming. Here's what we're going to learn today and put your mind in that framework. And then that's what you are trying to learn in that, that particular day. Right. Let me ask yeah. you this. Do you think, and this is, I know it's uh, the answer is probably a little bit of both, but I'd be curious on your perspective. 
in terms of your formation as the person you are today over the last three and a half years since you started gracing the halls of St. Ignatius, do you find that you've been formed uh, more in the classes that you've taken in the classroom or in the experiences you've had outside the classroom? And I assume you've been on, say, some retreats. You've obviously been involved with Inside SI. There may be some other things you've been involved with outside the classroom that are associated with the high school experience. What's your perspective on that? Well, I think definitely my classes shape who I am because every class I feel has, there's a purpose to it. Now, math, I'm a little iffy on. Like if there's a deeper meaning, I'm not sure. (laughs) Maybe, maybe there is, but I feel like in every class you do Hmm. learn something. Like in English, we go through these different units and I think it was um, junior year, I learned about like what it means to be an American. And you take parts from all of these different novels that give all these different perspectives on what it means. And then you form your own, I guess you could say. And then my Spanish class taught me that there were more, like there's struggles within America too, like especially with immigration. We were looking at the frontier and how people are struggling to like cross the border. So that opened up my eyes. I was like, okay, not everything is all, my friend has been using this word a lot. So I guess I'll use it hunky dory in America, if that makes sense. And then of course, like this year I'm taking con law and we learn about current events every class. So now I see the political side of what's happening Mm -hmm. outside of school. And I guess for like programs. So your your conscience has been been awakened. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. And that's, I mean, there's some deeper critical thinking there, right? You're you're beginning to delve into the more complex issues of society and in our world and our political system, it sounds. And and the classroom exactly. has really awakened that, it sounds like. Yeah, because before that, I was just going along with the flow. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, I was learning to learn and that was it, learning the basics. And now we're kind of applying those basics to real life in a sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, just every class and also the teachers, they kind of shape who you are. And what I usually do is I take some of the personality traits that I like from a teacher, and I try to incorporate that into my own personality traits. So I would say I am I have a little bit of each teacher that I kind that's of, a nice way of, of That's a nice way of putting it. And, you know, if there's anything we talk about, this, these past 20 months and uh, this experience of COVID and remote learning. And one of the things um, that we knew going into, it's probably been accelerated with COVID is that knowledge is, you know, information is ubiquitous. You could find just about anything you need to know on Google or even TikTok these days, right? But what's not ubiquitous is the personal relationship. And there's something very important for us as human beings socially in school, that social contact with our you know, friends and uh, classmates, but also with the adults who um, 
do kind of impart a part of who they are into all of their students. And that becomes part of your, you know, part of your story. And you can't, that's hard to replicate via Zoom, right? You get totally some of it, but, but certainly not the, the full impact that you do in person. How about, you, you know, so you speak very eloquently about the impact of your classroom experiences. What, what about the experience outside the classroom? And I, and I know you talked about some of the things you learn as a managing editor and as an editor in chief, but in terms of the overall experience outside the classroom, what kind of an impact has that had on you? I used to do sports. I did um, long distance track. I'm not athletic at all, but I did long distance track and I tried softball as well. And I guess from those, again, the whole idea of team building comes up and just, I also Mm -hmm. kind of figured out that I should do what I'm good at because Mm -hmm. I'm not good at sports. And so I took that and I was like, okay, so I'm not good at like these competitive sports, but maybe I'm good at something else. So I started running on my own. And Mm -hmm. so it kind of made me see that, all right, I can't do this one thing. I'm going to try something else. So I did the newspaper or, I focused on mm-hmm. how much I loved writing. So I joined yeah. a different club and yeah. So And that's part of the journey, right? It's that self-discovery of our innate gifts. It's like that uh, block of granite becoming a, a sculpture and just unchiseling away to, at who you really are. And by trying those things, you find out, well, maybe I don't want, I'm not that good at it or I don't want to do that. As Father Reese always says, it's not fun. Why do it? Why keep doing it if it's not a lot of fun? Okay, I got two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. And the first is, you're the principal for a day. What would you do? I would give everyone detention. <laughs> you might only last a day if you did that. <laughs> I know, I definitely would. If I was the principal for the day, first I would... I like the time. So I would make everyone come in at nine still because any later I feel everyone's all over the place, to be honest. So it would stay at nine and I would allow free dress, no SI pride, just complete free dress because lately, at least for me, clothing has been like my form of expression and just who I Mm -hmm. am. So free dress for sure for everyone. But then, of course, that creates controversy, but I won't get into that. Um, So free dress. (laughs) Um, And then definitely no Zoom classes. It would be all in person. We would maybe go outside for like two of the class periods of the day and just definitely do an examine or maybe a meditation because I Mm -hmm. think the examine just clears your mind and just closing my eyes for those five minutes can do something. Maybe it's just Mm -hmm. for me, but I don't think so because it just is like a refresh, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So maybe great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would take that with you. (laughs) Yeah, I actually have tried meditation a few times and it does change things. So wellness, maybe a wellness class for every year because that's super important and just that time to relax and wellness and just meditate. It just 
gives me life in the middle of the day when oh, you're working good. so hard. So that that and, um, that won't change as you get older. I hope that stays with you. Yeah, you know, good and, and great insight. That second question, I want you to talk to your eighth grade self. So you're an eighth grader, probably stressed about where you're going to go to high school and finishing your first semester at St. Cecilia's. What advice would you give to your eighth grade self? Well, I would say, Lauren, you're not going to be shoved in a locker. (laughs) Number one. And then next, I would say that it's all kind of going to play out. Even though if sometimes it doesn't play out as you want it to, life is just going to go the way it goes. And you're going to get to the stage where you're repeating the exact same process that you're repeating now. The goal is high school, but then the goal is going to be college. And then I'm going to have, I don't know how many other goals in the rest for the rest of my life, but there's always going to be something to work towards and there's always going to be new people you're going to meet and new connections, new things you'll learn. You're on a podcast right now. (laughs) There's so many new (laughs) things that are going to happen, random things, but yeah, just that. Well, that's good advice. And I I suspect Lauren that, um, your future self might give the same advice to your current self, right? I Things do have so. a tendency of working out, especially if we mm-hmm. are kind of open to the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Now I'm going to flip things a little bit. I'm going to give you a chance to ask a question as you're an editor in chief of a school newspaper. So I <laughs> assume you know how to do some of that. So I'll give you a chance to answer a question and then we'll wrap things up. Okay. All right. I guess... One thing I would ask, and I think this is coming from just me personally, because I would like to know, do you ever stop learning? Like, does it ever, how do I word this? Good way of doing it, (laughs) right? Do you ever stop learning, right? So I would say um, a number of things. One, I think that's one of the things that we hope for at SI, and I would venture to say it all secondary schools in the country is that we want to infuse our students with a sense of curiosity, mm-hmm. right? To, to learn more about the world. Where does life come from, right? That's a great question that, to ask and pursue in it, all its uh, facets. So I do think that we do want to do that. And we also want to equip our students with the skills to be able to teach themselves, right? To be a, life, to be a mm-hmm. lifelong learner, to have the skills um, to learn. And that then includes some nuts and bolts like reading and being able to write well, but also to ask good questions and to have that, that depth and sense of, of curiosity. For me personally, no, not at all. In fact, I try to learn as much as I can. And I find conversations like this to be a real conversation is where you get converted. And I've had a chance in the last 15 years as the head of advancement at SI talk to some fascinating people, including students like yourself, to to learn about education and learn about what we could be doing to prepare students to be future leaders. And I've had some fascinating conversations about that, and I've learned a lot from that. I read a lot and um, 
And then during COVID, started listening to some podcasts and um, found them to be a very interesting format because I could listen to them at any time. Um, podcasts can be at any length. They could be 20, you know, but an episode could be 20 minutes, could be 45 minutes. And I think the medium forces you to listen a little bit differently because when we watch something, there's so much our brain processes visually. When you shut off the visual part, you focus on the the auditory part. And so I, mm -hmm. I just find it to be an interesting medium. And um, so I started my own podcast and it would, took a little bit to do it, right? You had to learn how to record on Zencaster that I use and edit with Descript. And I use Captivate as a uh, host to post it. And so those really took some time to learn. Um, and so I found, I found that to be a great experience, very curious and, and challenging uh, to do that. So it's a long way of saying, um, I think when you stop learning, you kind of stop living, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's only so much time we have and there's so much out there that's a mystery and beautiful and, and whether to experience it or to understand it. So anyway, there's your question wow. answered, I hope. That, that was a very good answer to that question. Thank you. Well, Lauren, I have absolutely and thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. You're a wonderful young woman, and I am excited about uh, and grateful for what you do for the school and the contribution you're making to the students and the faculty and staff and others at San Ignatius. And I'm excited to see how the path unfolds for you ahead. And thank you so much for your insights in this conversation. Thank you. Thank you for joining Who Needs School. If you have any comments or suggestions, please email me at joevollert at uh, gmail.com. Com. And if you haven't already, please start following the podcast. Thank you.